What's up, everybody? We've got a special mega episode today, an NFC season preview brought to you by the good folks at Fans First Sports Network. We're going to discuss the outlook of each team heading into this season, the state of the division, and where we think it's all going, and a few predictions. So hear it all next. It's episode one of our NFC North Roundup. I'm Pei, host of the Bear Claw Pod. I'm joined by Dave of the First and Skull Pod. What's going on, Dave? Hey, Pei, how you doing? Happy Skull to you. <laughs> Love it. Love the energy. Also, also with us, too, we've got June from the Bleachers and Two Speakers Pod. How you feeling, June? I'm doing good, man. How you? I can't complain, man. It's Saturday. September 2nd is warm outside. We got college football. I can smell the pigskin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Best smell in the world, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Especially when it's this type of weather, too. It's it's warm. It's comfortable. You can't you can't complain, right? Mm, you could, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> it could be raining. It could be. I mean, here in Detroit, it's 85 degrees and, and, and clear and sunny, so. Oh, yeah. Here in Chicago, it's about the same mid-80s, sunny. No complaints here with us, especially since we have an easy mark on our schedule to start the season. And with that said, we're going to start this conversation with you, June. You mm-hmm. start the season off for the division, <laughs> for pretty much the whole whole league. You're, def- you're yeah. playing the defending champs uh, in the primetime game, September 7th. Just want to ask you. How are you feeling about your team's chances? I think it's a very good test for our team. I, I'm not a moral victory type guy. I don't, I'm not looking for a close game. If they, if the Lions win, I will be the first to rejoice. If they lose, I'm going to be the first to critique. I think it's a very, very tough draw for the first game of the year. Uh, that team, Kansas City team, has arrived. They are there. That's who That's who you have. And the Lions are in the process of building upon what they did last year. So we don't quite know what we have. Um, there's been a lot of changes in the defense. We're hoping for the best. So it's a tough draw, man. It's a big test for the first week. They put you there because everyone thinks you all are ready for the next level. I believe I don't think I'm speaking out of turn if I say that the Lions are the odds on favorite to win the division this year. We I mm-hmm. think we all have a consensus with that opinion, correct? Well, by Vegas, I don't think it's <laughs> correct, but by <laughs> Vegas they are. <laughs> they, they had one one hell of a second half last year. So we're we every Vegas, Vegas, I, I appreciate that correction day. Vegas thinks you all can build on that. So that's why you mm-hmm. all got to Kansas City first. Let's go have let's go out there and see that offense against uh some real competition. Well, I've been paying attention and following the Lions for a very long time. I've stopped sipping the Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid for a while. I just have to wait and see. Uh, <laughs> they finished the year, the last eight and two in the last 10 games, and there was a game in that last 10 games where it decided whether we were going to be in the playoffs or not. 
and it was against a lowly Carolina team and lost that game 29-7. And <laughs> it still, it left a bad taste in my mouth. It's not like, it's like, I can't quite get all the way confident. I got to see what they got. I got to see what they got. I'm going to be honest. Like, we, we've we been favored to win the division before and nothing. So, or be competitive in a division and nothing. So, I'm just going to, we're going to take it game by game. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Dave, move, say something. Move. I want Dave to say something. He, he's he's chomping hey, at the I, bit. Um, <laughs> no, but I love the fact that the Lions went out and beat the Packers and knocked them out of the playoffs last year. We were all cheering amongst the entire NFC North (laughs) for that, the rest of the North. It was fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was a couple seasons too too late. (laughs) He's already done his damage in in the NFC North North and to us. So, yeah. All losses count equally. I was mm-hmm. I, again. I, I echo Dave's sentiments. We are we were appreciative. You can keep those yellow and green colored miscreants out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, Juno, you a betting man? Uh, it depends on how much I've had to drink. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. Um, we already spoke about Vegas. I think Vegas has the line at six and a half for for the game versus Kansas City. How do you feel about that spread? Uh I'm with six and a half. That offense is so explosive. And we here's the thing, right? I were very, very confident about our defensive backfield has been totally overhauled. I would take the Lions in the points. Like, it'll be a closer game. But with four new D-backs back there, I don't know. That's Mahomes still. Mm -hmm. That offense is going to be clicking. It's going to be a well-oiled machine. Now, Defensively, I don't. I'm not worried about moving the ball against Kansas City. I'm not worried about that. But uh, I think we can score against them. I just think, can we keep up with them? And for the first game, no, I wouldn't be. I would not bet on the Lions versus uh, Kansas City for the first game. No, I have to see. What about you, Dave? Betting man? Only sometimes, and never on the Vikings because. It's too close to the heart, and I make bad decisions when I do it that way. Now, if I was looking at the six-and-a-half points, Lions versus the Chiefs, I'm still probably going to have to take the Chiefs because the Lions generally have lately have started out slow. The Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. We know who they are. I would go, I'd take the six-and-a-half points. I'd give the six-and-a-half points and take the Chiefs. Yeah. One of my favorite um, bets over the last couple of seasons has been Detroit in the backdoor cover. They, whatever line it is, if you give them plus, if, if they're plus seven, oh, you got to take that because they are not, they're not going to lie down. But I like what you said mm-hmm. there, Dave. It, it is, it is still the Chiefs. The, the Chiefs are 
they are known to get up on you real fast and real quick. It just it mm-hmm. might just be a demoralizing thing that they just that Detroit just can't climb out of. So right. I think that's a smart way to go. Just and it's in Kansas City. And you know the fans are gonna be rocking. They do not. Yeah. They don't play fair in Kansas City. They they go they, no. they go for the jugular, especially in, uh, they're raising their banner. Um I don't 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 be cute. <laughs> don't don't go for the underdog on this one. I, I agree. I'm hoping the team with the Super Bowl hangover is not the Chiefs and that it's the Eagles, of course, who we play in week two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good segue. So mm-hmm. outside of who who Vegas thinks are the favorites for this division, we've got a bit of a conversation to go about who's second in that in that line between my team, Chicago Bears. And yours, Dave, uh, Minnesota Vikings. Go ahead and uh, tell us what you think about your season output or your season outlook, rather, as far as the Vikings go. You all got had, had some changes going on. You got rid of Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. You added, you added a new, got a new shiny toy on the offense, Jordan Addison. Yes, you know, we speedy do. Speedy guy in more ways than one. Yes. Nicknamed Speedy Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 140 how, how, down I 94. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> hope he doesn't do it down the sideline on some some of our teams. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, I'm I'm impressed with the young kid. He's got he can catch. He's got hands, soft hands, nice, you know, the baby soft hands you want of a receiver who can catch just about anything within his range. And he's got a catch radius that it is deceiving because it's a lot larger than what you think he would. He's a small diminutive receiver, which sort of worries me. And he only weighs like 185 pounds dripping wet, but Mm -hmm. he is so fluid, both in body movement and running routes. And he, he can run routes. Well, a lot of, a lot of good receivers coming out of college still need to learn an NFL route tree and how to execute it properly. They've been running nines and, you know, all sorts of other stuff during college, but it's really limited. They get here to this level and then suddenly it's, it's different. Well, he fits in almost perfectly. And I like the fact that he'll be opposite of Justin Jefferson, best wide receiver in the NFL and Mm -hmm. TJ Hawkinson, who just got his extension June should know about and mm-hmm. that our offense should be explosive. I expect our offense, if you're talking about for an outlook for the season, to be top five. Mm. We were close to it last season. I think we were six. I expect it to be top five. The question on the Vikings, though, however, is the defense. Like in Detroit, we've got a bunch of young defensive backs. The only one with experience is Harrison Smith. And then we uh, signed in free agency, Brian Murphy from the Cardinals. Everybody else is first or second year guys for the most part. I shouldn't say our safety's a little bit older, but not much. And we got rookies back there too. That's the big question mark. But we went from Ed Donatel, who we call Ed Donachelle, because he loved playing his <laughs> cover two shell all the time and we it was a 
a reactive sort of defense that just drove us mm. bananas last year to Brian Flores, former head coach of the Miami Dolphins and assistant defensive guy for the Steelers last year. And now that defensive attitude has done a complete 180. Instead of sitting back and waiting for the opposing offense to come to uh, to them, they're attacking and causing chaos. I think with that upgrade, even with the young players, they're, we're going to miss some plays. Guys are going to get burned and we're going to give up scores. But we are going to absolutely terrify whoever we play. And I think that's going to cause the Vikings to defend their NFC North crown. Well, yeah, there's a, there is some idea. There's a popular idea coming up as out of the last few weeks that Minnesota has been being counted out a little too early. You know, there's, there's, they're thinking that, Minnesota actually might challenge Detroit or somebody, another team. I'll talk about them in, in a bit for that division crown. So this is the question, double question to you, Dave, and Anna June. If I were to say the the Vikings will go, will win the old nine and eight, was that a successful season or was it, is it, is it a, I guess I don't want to say unsuccessful, but it, are you disappointed with that with that output? If everybody stays healthy and we go nine and eight, that's a big dis- disappointment. Disappointment. Okay. Jim, what do you think at, about that? We're, eight, we're not going to win thirteen wins like last season. That was that was strange. But mm-hmm. we're expecting ten, eleven, twelve, even with oh, our really? tough schedule, and we play all four of the conference uh, championship teams. So. Even with that, we're expecting 10 to 12 wins. Vegas isn't. Vegas has this, uh, what is it, eight and a half, nine and a half, somewhere in there. Oh, yeah. I, I looked at the lines. Uh, they have you have Minnesota at eight and a half. Mm-hmm. So they, you, you think that's easy money. Easy money. Uh, it's easy money. And that, that would be a Vikings bet I I would make. I, I, hear, you, I hear you loud and, loud and clear. You know what? I don't, I don't disagree too much. I think nine and I think eight and five for for an over under uh, win project win projection is a little low. I think that is a, a good bet to be made. What about you? What about you, June? You chime in too, Steve. What do you all think about uh, over eight and a half wins for the Minnesota Vikings? I haven't looked at their schedule, and I think that would be a disappointment disappointment to them. I mean, uh, they won 13 games last year. Um, uh, to to achieve just nine is a drop-off, and you're likely not liable to be in the playoffs at nine and eight. So mm-hmm. it would be a disappointment. And just like it would be a disappointment for the Lions, like Lions went nine and eight last year. Same thing. It, I mean, this this level of, of of not being good enough here in Detroit is just not acceptable. It's just we've been down in the dump so long. So there's big expectations around here. The aura around here is they're talking really, really. They're expecting big things out of the Lions this year. And for me, like I said, I'm tiptoeing. 
I, you know, I like, I love to hear it. I love the optimism, but it's a game by game thing with me. And Dave, I forgot to tell you, you didn't mention a wide receiver that I've known since he was a kid, and that's KJ Osborne. He's from Ann Arbor. He's from Ipsy. He's a great kid, great addition. That offense with those three receivers, Addison, Jefferson, and KJ Osborne, is going to be very explosive and very scary. I can't wait to watch KJ this season because KJ is the question mark. KJ was wide receiver three last year to start the season, no doubt. He got, what was it, 350 of his 600 yards plus yards in the last six games. He stepped up and became that wide receiver two over Adam Thielen. And he just, he blossomed. And he's got an attitude with him about that he's going to succeed, succeed no matter what, and he's going to push himself to be the best. Well, when we drafted Jordan Addison, everybody said, Jordan Addison's going to be wide receiver too. And I said, whoa, time out. Hold fast. your horses, as I used to say. I said, KJ Osborne's going to have a thing or two to say about that. So, I mean, no. you can't lose if you put either one of those guys in the slot. Mm-hmm. So you'll have three very good and most wide receiver sets are three sets now it's not so much you don't see a fullback you don't see two tight ends a lot you see a lot of three right three and four wide receiver sets is it'll be enough time it'll be enough uh space for them both to play you know i don't want to get too into complimenting the, the Vikings. <laughs> i don't, don't, don't want to get you know June, this is not the last when was the last time the Lions won the division championship? Um, it's been a while there, Dave. 2011? And, um, 2010? Around that time? When we were the NFC Central. Oh, really? Uh, it's been that yeah. long. Mm-hmm. Now, they've been to the playoffs yeah, since then. Dave. But to win it, Wait. it's been since we were the NFC Central. I- I really appreciate that, Dave. You've been too kind. Just for that I mean, history. You mean to tell me you all had Megatron and Stafford and still didn't win a division? Hey, pay huh? man. Let, let's let's do. Let's not do this, man. Let's. Uh, okay. It's, right, a right, right, year, right. it's a new year, man. It's a new year. But they're favored, pay. They're favored this year, and you know, Steve, because... how are you, sir? I'm good, man. I, I had a. Um... A work day to start at six o'clock. I set my alarm and slipped straight through it. How y'all doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. We're good. We're good. Oh, I did want to say something about the Vikings. Like you said, a 12 win season and they won how many last year? I said 10 13. to 12, and they won 13 last year. They lost probably a top five running back. No. No. Dalvin Cook is not a top five running back. No. Well, he, he was probably number one in our division. Yeah, Dalvin Cook was on the decline. If you looked at his numbers, okay, he's on the decline. Now is Dalvin Cook great? Yes. Heck, that's yeah. why I make artwork of him. He was a great <laughs> running back, but he's inefficient in the system we run presently. Got you. Okay. I don't disagree that uh, what what Stephen what Stephen was hitting at. If you you did lo- you did lose a, a I don't want to I don't want to say the best part of your offense because obviously it's not you had the as you stated, best wide receiver in the game right now is on your roster as well. You just added another another pair of hands, Jordan Haddison. And now we transition to Alex, Alexander Madison as to be your bell cow. I don't think it's too much of a step down, 
maybe we start seeing some regression with Kirk Cousins, everybody's favorite primetime quarterback. I expect that. Believe it or not, I expect it. He's 35. Just Mm -hmm. turned 35. 35 Mm -hmm. is that magical number age-wise for a quarterback in the NFL to start going over the hill where their abilities start to degrade, right? With running backs, it could be 28, Mm -hmm. right? We know that some linemen, it's 31, it's 34. It depends on the position, how long Mm -hmm. you can last. Quarterback, if you do a study on them and you throw out the outliers, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, it's it's always right around 35, 34, 35, 36 is when their their physical ability starts to degrade. And I'm worried about that, that that's the case with Kirk. We saw signs of it last year, believe it or not. But with Kirk, where we got the improvement was on the mental side. And I think that's because of Coach O'Connell, our new offensive-minded coach versus Mike Zimmer, who couldn't stand Kirk Cousins. Um, the change was there. Now, can he keep him playing at that high level? I sure hope so, because they're going to need to for us to repeat as division champions. But I have no problem. And I think Madison is going to be the whole idea of getting rid of, rid of Dalvin Cook, Stephen, was that we want to be more efficient in our run game. Dalvin last year was great for one yard, two yard, minus two yards, minus one yard, 85 yards, one yard zero yards, that sort of run. We don't want that. We want three, four, five, six, three, four, five, six. So it leaves the playbook open. So we're not sitting there at a second and 11 or third and 11 Mm -hmm. and going, all right, well, no, what are we going to do? We're going to throw it to Justin Jefferson. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you can only do that so many times and get lucky. And we got lucky last year, right? Mm -hmm. All those one score wins. We got lucky. I think they're, they're going for a more efficient run game. They did bring in a blocking tight end. We're going to see more 12-man formations. We do have a fullback. We rarely use him, but we do have a fullback. And we're going to see, I think the whole idea is to be, like I said, more efficient in the run game, get some yards, which opens up the playbook even more in the passing game. Kevin O'Connell is going to pass. That's Mm -hmm. his mantra. We're going to throw all day. It's probably 60% of the time we're going to throw. But we can throw more or more, better, if you want to call it that way, if we're running efficiently. And that's mm-hmm. that's the reason we got rid of Dalvin Cook. That and his okay. money. All right. I I I have no quarrels with that with that answer. I, it makes sense. <clears throat> All right. So we've talked about our assumed division winner and last year's division winner. Let's talk about the team that's won the division seven times in the last 10 seasons. Those Green <laughs> Bay Packers, everybody's favorite. Steve, you've got a, you're the new guy on the block. You've got a new show starting up soon, primarily on the Green Bay Packers. Let's, uh, let's talk about them this, for this season. What, okay. What, what's, uh, so let's start right at the top. It's a new era. Jordan Love era. Aaron Rodgers gone. Everybody's happy about that. How do you feel about it? I am excited. I am excited. Um, about the unknown. We knew coming in last um to my years, we had Aaron Rodgers. We know what he does. Throws touchdowns, really throws interceptions. 
Jordan Love has sat three years, gaining up all as, as much knowledge as he can from the great one. And I hope he can show it on the um, field because these are strange waters that me as a Packers fan is coming into for the first time in a very long time, you know. Um, Jordan Love, from what I've seen so far, seems to have a pretty steady head on his shoulders. Um, seems like he's he's taking a lot of good notes from Aaron Rodgers as to not turning the ball over like Aaron did, of course, watching Bray. Um, our secondary is still pretty good. We're still pretty stifling the secondary. Um, although we lost a couple key components, we still should be straight with Jair, you know, anchoring one side of the field. And, um, our special teams has, um, definitely gotten worse. <laughs> we have gotten a worse special teams, which I really don't know how that is because that's something I kindly try to pay attention to with the Packers because, it's our intangibles that we lose games, special teams in the running game, how we always lose games. We, we keep, like, we don't give up three, four touchdowns in the air. You run the ball on us or you score or you send up yourself in pretty good field position. So this season, I'm just, I'm just optimistic. I do feel we will win a lot of ugly games. I think Jordan Love will have that mentality to kind of put us over hump. And if not, it's his first season, you know. I can't expect greatness coming straight out the gate. So it's um I am a patient person, you know. I've been giving Aaron Rodgers the um amount of bit of a doubt for not getting us over the hump when in fact it hasn't always been his fault. You know, it's either been a bad defense or we played cold, or we just so happen to play the 49ers every year in the playoffs. So um I'm really optimistic about this season. I think we're gonna be pretty pretty mid i think i think i think mid is the answer as well pretty mid eight nine nine eight no maybe maybe i I, no i won't say seven i won't i won't give my team a seven seven and ten but i I wouldn't be mad at it i'm I'm just you know just preparing for whatever happens because who knows what's going to happen this season and it's gonna be a long one. All right, let, let, let's open this up to the to the, the entire division. Steve says he expects a close to five hundred season for the Packers, fellas. You so all think, you all think that's fair? <laughs> I think eight and nine is fair. Okay. <laughs> so I want at least seven right. wins for the Packers. I don't want them drafting first and. Next spring, that's some that's some that's some well, good shade there, Dave. I like that. I like that. Thinking. I like that thinking. I like that thinking. Oh, let's just think. the The math of it doesn't doesn't really work that well for me because I don't think. Speaking for my team, we haven't got to my team yet. Speaking for my team, we're not finishing finishing with the fewer than seven wins. And June, your team is scheduled to your team is assumed to get. In the neighborhood of 10, 10 to 12, just like that's like Dave. You you say the same thing. All these teams can't can't be plus eight. Everybody can be everybody, right? Well, <laughs> uh, no, we all play the NFC South. So oh, yeah, they, they are giving helps. they are giving up wins. They are they're giving up wins down south. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh I don't know. I don't know. And, and to be yeah. and, and to be 
you know, total dis, uh, total disclosure, I project the Lions to win about 11 games. Um, anything less than that, failure of a season. Mm. I think that I think the NFL, when they made the schedule, thinks that as well. Yeah, they do. Okay. They think it's going to come down to the Lions and the Vikings at the end, deciding mm-hmm. the division. And they have the Lions as favored. Yeah. I, I think I'm talking about they're they're favored by pretty much all, all the Vegas, all the prognosticators, all the bloviators on national media. They're giving them they're giving the Lions their uh their their just due. I'm I'm concerned about that back four. The the Viking strength is the, is their is is those wide receivers and our weakness our unknown is that back four of the defense. So it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out. Okay. We didn't talk much about defense. Um, none, none of this episode. And I want to be real quick. I know the Packers are, they've got a, uh, they're in transition on offense, new quarterback, but they still do have Jair Alexander, as Steven mentioned. We all agree that, Jair is probably the best defensive player in the division, right? He's a beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beast. Yeah. Right. yeah. Sure. Well, at least that. At least that the Packers have that going for them. Eight win season that you project, Steve. I can't get with it. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I can't get with it. Uh, okay. I can but, totally uh, understand why. Uh, yeah. I, I, Definitely, because you got you got you got your first loss coming very soon. Eight days by my <laughs> I, I, knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> so we can't wait to watch either. That's the <laughs> afternoon game. We play it. at noon. You guys play in the afternoon at three twenty-five. Yep. I'll roll right into it. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's close up and let's talk about that those bears that that projection. Yeah, I want to hear about the Bears. What do you think about the Bears there, Pay? What's your projection? So when the season, when the schedule dropped in this in this spring, we did a uh I, like everybody else, I'm pretty sure everybody did a well, you know, wins loss projection. I had the Bears at that point at nine and eight. Just and that was me being pessimistic. Mm-hmm. That was a six win improvement. And I was I was calling that pessimism. Pessimism. So after the pre after the preseasons has concluded, after after we've did all the cuts, um, after the rest of the offseason moves have been made, I'm a little bit more. My optimism has waned a little bit. So I'm 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 fine with the eight win eight win campaign. I'm fine with that. That's still a five win improvement. Which is which gets everybody a raise. Everybody get everybody can pat themselves on the back with a five win improvement, right? We still mm-hmm. got, as you mentioned, and you know, in the last segment of June, we play the NFC South. I'm sorry, Dave, you you said that we play the NFC South. I don't think our I think our schedule is top well bottom three of all the uh, across the league. If I'm not misquoting that, I believe I saw that somewhere. It's just I'm. I, if I go through the schedule, if I could be as you know negative as, as possible, just going through that schedule, I can't see us losing another nine, having another nine loss season. It's it's just that it's just that bad. We've added all these all these offensive 
weapons. We've added defensive. We got defensive help. We don't have enough. We still we were ter- we were terrible as far as pressuring the quarterback last year. I think we were. I think we had twenty sacks total, something around that. We was about probably the worst in the league. I don't think we've improved in that in that space enough. Um, from t- we don't have improved in that space enough for me to believe that. Oh yeah, we're we're a playoff contender. We are a Super Bowl contender. Some people have said that. I've heard on this network that they, they expect the Bears to make the playoffs. I'm not going that far. Give me five wins, and I, I say that's a successful season. Um, I'll give you more than five wins. No, I, I mean five, five win improvement. Five <laughs> win improvement is what I meant. Okay. Um, <laughs> Even with Justin Fields, I give you more than five wins. <laughs> um. Yeah, but it, that's a very important part of the game, being able to pressure the, the other team's quarterback, being able to cause havoc in the backfield. I don't think we're there yet. We've upgraded our linebacker core, obviously getting Tremaine Edmonds. I'm not too happy with our our safety work, Eddie Jackson and Brisker. I think they, they're too up and down. I'm speaking directly to Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jack, one of, the, one of my pet peeves is tackling Eddie Jackson has lapses in that very, it seems to be very basic skill set, but he has his, he has his laps. He can make a big play here and there, but just making the correct play. Sometimes he, you know, whiffs on it. Uh, as far as offense, like I said, we, we upgraded on, on some of our skill positions. Our, our GM loves the big, the big name additions. You got DJ Moore. Who's. I don't think I'm, 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 I'm not going to, uh, Y'all can eat about young, but I'm not going to say he's, you know, a top top wide receiver, not top twenty guy. He's a, he's a very good very receiver. Good. He's very good. very good. He's a lot better than what we've had. Serviceable, competent. Yeah. Yes, there's another. Um, him and Justin Fields' rapport seems to be very good. I can't wait to see how they work together. It's the other two receivers that I have questions about. Chase Claypool is constantly in and out of the doctor's office. Um, Darnell Mooney, he played in the last preseason game after spending the entire offseason on the sidelines, coming back from a uh, from a leg injury. I just I'm I'm a little worried about the uh, cohesiveness of the, from the quarterback to the wide receiver entire wide receiver room. I do believe we're we're going to be able to run the ball a lot. We're going to be able to run the ball well. This this season, that's not going to change. We were a top running team last year. I don't believe anybody's going to let Justin go crazy again this season. They're going to force him to try to pass. I, you know, that's not going to surprise anybody. He, he's not going to surprise anybody with his with his running ability this year. They're going to force him to stay in the corner, force him to stay in the pocket, beat us with your arm, and that's where this optim uh, not optimism, but my you know, coming back down to earth is coming from. If he's got to stay in the pocket. I'm going to need him and his receivers to be on the same page. And if you look at that game versus versus Buffalo that we just had uh, last weekend, uh, I don't know if it's there yet. If I were to, like I said, if I were to give it, give us a, give us, give our season a win-loss projection, I'm putting it at 8-9. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. It's quite possible everybody in the division wins eight games and it's we could be considered quote one of the stronger divisions in the nfc 
it's it's going to be fun to watch play out, especially week one when your Bears pay go against Stevens Packers. Mm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's that's gonna be a fun weekend. I cannot wait. It's gonna be Great. a lot of back and forth. It's gonna be fantastic. Yes, <laughs> good good for the rivalry. Good for the rivalry. Got we got some space in there to let let the Bears operate. Uh all right. So let's. I'm, I I want a real good game. I want a good game. I really do. So. I don't. I want to win thirty-eight to ten. <laughs> <laughs> I want to serve notice. That that's the type of game we're looking for. <laughs> okay. So I like what you said. You brought up their day. You said everybody in this division can, can mess around and win eight games, and we're we've considered one of the stronger divisions of in NFC, if not all of football. So is that, is that a, is that a um, opinion that's shared about around all of us about this division moving for this season, that we are one of the best divisions in the, in the, in the league. I didn't say the league. I said the NFC. Well, the <laughs> NFC, I'm going to, I'm going to extrapolate it to the league because I want to talk about, <laughs> How we how we fare up against some other divisions like the AFC North or the NFC East, the, NFC, the AFC East. I will put us, in my opinion, I put us right behind them. Those two divisions could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. Okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure I, I, we was all seeing the same thing. We're all we're all got we've got four teams that's. Well, three teams on the rise and one team, you know, trying trying to stay out of the gutter. <laughs> we noticed Steve just left too. No, what's, no, what's, the division, what's the division? Dallas, that's an NFC East, right? That's yes. East. Dallas, at Dallas, Philly, Redskins, Washington. That's a tough division right there. Those mm. are some very competitive uh football team right there. Washington is on the incline. Uh you know what you got in Philly. Uh Giants is right there on the on the cuffs of being good. And uh you got Dallas who who just depending upon the weather how good they can be or will be. So that's a very tough division in the NFC. I think that's a tougher division than ours. Respectfully. Really? Uh, I think I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue it too much. I think, well, obviously Philadelphia is a great team. I think that's the best team mm-hmm. in, the, in the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas is good as well. I think Dallas, if you put Dallas in this division, I think they, Dallas should win this division. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what, and then there, there's a drop off after that. Um, Washington and Giants. I just don't. And the Giants. I, I don't. I'm not a giant believer. I think I think they got away with smoking mirrors last season. Yeah, they, and, it, and, it may have been. It may have and been. The Ed, uh, and the Ed Donatelle defense yeah, got yeah. their quarterback paid. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I definitely, definitely. I, I other than those two teams, Philly and Dallas, I'm not I'm not blown away by the NFC East. And the only other one is the NFC West, and that's got San Francisco. Oh yeah. Uh, take San Francisco out of it. I think those are the rest of those three teams. 
Seattle maybe seven wins, seven wins, Seattle? eight wins, nine wins. Some somewhere yeah, in this yeah. space. Arizona's tanking. Yes, sir. yeah. Not officially, yeah, but that's what it looks like from our end. Of the They're doing something world. more than tanking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, they don't look oh. very good. And the Rams, they're still recovering from their Super Bowl win a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Still. Yeah. Cooper Cup still hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fellas, it's been a great show. Uh, great opener, can't wait to, maybe. Can't wait to do these, do these once a week. Give us oh, yeah. our roundtable of how we're feeling for, the, feeling for the division. Any – let's go ahead and let's go ahead and plug our personal shows. Dave. What you got coming up this week? Hey, on Vikings First and Skull, we have The Real Forno on Monday and Wednesday at 6 p.m. live on YouTube. Podcasts go out the next day. You have The Vikings Daily Opener, which I do on the podcast side, Fans First Sports Network, that goes out almost every day, or at least every day I can get it done. And then tomorrow we have at 4 o'clock Central live, two old bloggers, myself and Darren Campbell, both been in this business for over two decades apiece. We do our stuff. But since the season is starting, we have a special come Thursday night where we're doing a season preview with all four of our hosts come together. And we're going to talk about the 2023 season for the Minnesota Vikings and how they're going to beat the Lions, Packers, and Bears. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Great job, June. Let's go. Uh, on Monday night, seven o'clock, uh, Bleachers and Speakers. It drops uh, visually on Motor City Metrics on YouTube. Uh, you can check us out every Monday night at seven o'clock. The uh, the radio uh, version of the show, which is the actual audio from that show, will drop on Tuesday morning at six a.m. Um, on all platforms: Spotify. Uh, Whatever, Apple iPod, I mean, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, iHeartRadio, and all those platforms as well. So, and I have a partner named uh, B Foster, and he couldn't be here today. He wanted to be here. He will be here on uh, the next roundtable. He just had some business, out of town business uh, this weekend. So, uh, he'll be back. And like I said, we have a show Monday night, seven o'clock. Perfect. Make sure you tune into all of these. Steve, do you all do you have a schedule yet for the coming soon? Coming soon. Everybody been on lookout for the Packer Global Cast, whatever you're gonna call it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna be entertaining and informative and full of a lot of propaganda. Cannot wait. <laughs> win, win, win. <laughs> as far as the bear claw, as you know, we've got. As we're still in the offseason, we've got two episodes a week. But when the season starts, we're going to have Monday mornings quarterbacking. Quarter, Monday Monday morning quarterback. I'm sorry. I, I said I, it's a word salad. That's going to be that's going to be led by my co-host, Q. Everybody's gotten used to him. Then we're going to have another two or three episodes per week. Be on the lookout in addition to this NFC roundtable. One, one game preview coming out on every Thursday and a couple of um, other bits and bits and notes, all, all pushing the bears, getting you ready for the monsters of the midway, reclaiming the North. So gentlemen, 
That was a great episode. I wish you all well in the wars to come. Good luck, everybody. Uh, of course, of course. Also, don't forget to check out all the great shows on Fans First Sports Network. And as of today, this is your last chance to enter the contest for your chance to win four free tickets to see any week one game in the, in the NFL. Go to contest.fansfirstsports.com to learn more. Contest ends September 4th. So make sure you get there before, before you run out. You don't can't miss this opportunity. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah, four For primo me, seats four up to five thousand dollars. Can't miss it. Can't miss it. I'm, I'm not turning. I'm not turning that down. All right, gentlemen. From me, from Dave, from June, and Steve. We'll catch you all next time. Go Lions. <laughs> go Pat. Go. Skull Vikings. <laughs> and you know, bear down.